0: So, did you watch Doctor Who: Revolution of the Daleks, David?
1: Yes, I, I watched it. I got went down to Lasani and got my grill box, as is tradition, and and a, a bottle of Budweiser and a can of guava-flavored Rubicon, and it was it was all very satisfying. Yeah,
0: that sounds like an excellent episode. Was there uh, and did you enjoy the actual episode apart from the food and the refreshments?
1: I really did. I was surprised actually. I I hadn't enjoyed. The way the last series on TV finished, um, and I kind of expected the worst, but I I really enjoyed it. There was some sort of topical political satire. The scenes with Barrowman and sorry Captain Jack and the Doctor being reunited were were done really well, and the companions leaving was really nice nicely handled. It was very old school. They had human reasons for going rather than being turned into a, you know a cosmic space entity or, or a Cyberman or something. Um, it was a, it was, there was a couple of points, I thought the sound mix was a bit funny, I saw a couple of people talking about that on Twitter It was very hard to make out what people were saying because of the music at points But apart from that, no, it was fine, it was a pleasant surprise
0: Well, you're, you're, you know, you're talking about the plot and characterisation, that's obviously not what's important What's important, and I'll need you to tell me this David, because I haven't seen it um, What did it teach you about how to respond to sexism, racism and, and, and mental health?
1: There was nothing about that at all. Oh, for goodness great. sake,
0: what's Doctor <laughs> Who for nowadays? Anyway, on with the show. <laughs> and that jarring mix of themes old and more recent tells you that you're listening to the Power of Three podcast... Where three lifelong, grumpy, middle aged Doctor Who fans discuss, enthuse, and occasionally criticise the televised, novelised, and audio adventures of our favourite time travelling hero. We are back. It's a new year. It's a new podcast. Happy New Year, gentlemen.
1: Happy New Year, Tom. Yep. Happy New Year, lads. Happy New Year, Tom. Happy New Year, Kenny. Happy New Year, listeners. Hope you have
0: a nice one. Well, let's start off the new year. This is the third year we've been recording this episode, incidentally. We started in 2019. Um, let's start off the new year with the most important news that we've, uh, we've encountered for a long time and as far as the, the, the Doctor Who universe is concerned. Kenny, tell us what the news is.
2: The big news is that Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who.
0: Not really a huge surprise, is it? I mean most of the actors do three years and then and then go. Davy, are you
1: uh, are you happy, sad about this news? Um, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that I would like it just for once if one of the new doctors did a little bit longer than three years. I really, really hope that Matt Smith had done more. I really, really hoped that Peter Capaldi had done more. I always felt like they were just sort of getting into the swing of things and then they were leaving. Um so you know, from the point from that point of view it's it's a shame. You know, I just I would like a bit I'd like the, the chance to really get to know a doctor again. Well,
0: we are where we are. And, you know, mm-hmm. for the long, for the length of time that I've been a Who fan, I've always, like back to the 1970s, I've always enjoyed speculating about who, in my kind of, in the absence of being a, a football fan, you know, I choose, instead of having fo- uh, fantasy football, I have fantasy doctor Who. Who would I, in an ideal world, like to see? as Doctor Who, and we asked that question on Twitter and and encouraged some of our listeners to give us suggestions, and I want to go through some of them. Before I start reading out those tweets, I'm going to ask both of you, just to give me one name, there'll be others that you'll be able to suggest later on, but give me one name of who your preferred casting would be for for the next season of Doctor Who. Kenny, you go first.
2: Will Meller. Will
0: (laughs) Miller.
1: I don't believe you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm absolutely serious. Will Meller. Right, tell us who um, Will Meller is. Will Meller is somebody who first came to our attention 20-odd years ago when he appeared in Hollyoaks and moved on to appear in a number of things. He's been in Line of Duty. He has been in Casualty. And, of course, he's probably best known for his role as Gaz in Two Pints of Lager and yeah. a Packet of Crisp with Sheridan Smith.
1: Mm. I, I can see where you're going with this, old mate. I think... Um, I think you're suggesting Will Smith, so that um, so that Sheridan Smith gets invited to to recreate their on-screen chemistry. Is that what you're thinking?
2: <laughs> well, you may think that I couldn't possibly comment.
1: <laughs> David, do you have a suggestion? My my suggestion, my my long sort of cherished sort of dream of who would play Doctor Who, um, is Paul Jones. Okay. The the former singer with Manfred Mann, well, still a singer with Manfred Mann, you know, has done acting and singing and. Presenting all through his varied career, he did a program called Uncle Jack. Quite soon after Doctor Who finished, which he played a very similar sort of character. I don't know if he's too old now; he might be. But I, growing up, he was always the, my my first choice. So yeah, that's 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 he's long been my sort of. If you're, if you're wanting to continue the fantasy football metaphor, he's long been my preferred choice. That's
0: interesting. I I never uh, twigged that he had uh, even been an actor. I saw him live when he played in when he signed for the blues band. Um, and they yeah, were, I've seen
1: the Blues Band. They
0: were one of the support acts for the Genesis reunion with Peter Gabriel back in 1982. Wow. Aye, uh, down at wow. Milton Keynes Bowl. Um, and I hated them because it pissed down incredibly heavily all day. And there were three support acts. And we arrived at Milton Keynes Bowl <laughs> after an overnight bus trip. Uh, absolutely exhausted, got out of the bus at 12 in the afternoon and had to stand in the pouring rain until 8 o'clock at night when Genesis finally came on. And and frankly, I hated everybody who appeared on the stage at that point, but only because the weather was <laughs> not, not, not clement. Sorry, Kenny, what were you going to say?
2: I, I was just going to say, that when I think of Paul Jones, I just think of um, Middle Middle teacher. 2, a Beat reference the to Beat the Teacher, which he hosted.
1: Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, he he left *Man Mann to appear in a film called *Privilege*, alongside Gene Shrimpton, which is um right. an excellent movie. And you know, he's he's quite a bit of a, a bit in a John Petrie style, a bit of an all-rounder.
0: Right. Okay. How old I've is been, he now? Oh, let's, well, hold on, this. It's see, he was born in tw twenty fourth of February nineteen forty two. How does how old does that make him?
1: He'd be nearly seventy eight, so he's oh maybe gosh. a little too old. Yeah, now.
0: just a touch <laughs> too old.
1: Yeah. I've got.
0: Two suggestions. I'm only going to make one of them at the moment. I'll save my absolute preference for later on in the show. Um, the last time it was cast, I was really hoping that Matthew Bainton would be cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, you know, you'll remember him from Horrible Histories and Ghosts and You, Me and the Apocalypse a few years ago. And he is just brilliant. He is. He's funny. He's, he's got that right mix of, of serious and comedic drama. Uh, he looks the part, he's about the right age. I think he'd be a fantastic doctor.
1: I agree, yeah. He's probably, I mean, did you ever say what was the thing he did with James Corden called the The Wrong Mans? I
0: didn't. I think I saw the first episode and then for some reason never watched the rest of it, but it, I'd like to catch it, up it, on it. So-
1: he was yeah. really, really good. He has, he has a real range, you know. I mean, and he's obviously, as you say, with horrible histories, he's that showed his his versatility. And he's yeah. probably a little bit older now than than probably when I first saw horrible histories, which maybe would give him a bit more clout. Now that's a great choice. Yeah, he'd be really well, good. Well, actually, Pepper. Davey,
0: I, I can guarantee that he will be a lot older, a, a bit older, since you saw him, <laughs> him in horrible histories, given time's uh, the tendency to go forward.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a reasonable <laughs> point. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Let's shall we go start going through the uh, the tweets we've been sent from yes, the power three because we did put out a request to say hey, look who's your fantasy and let's and there's some really interesting suggestions. This is one I really like. Richard iodi is that how you pronounce it from Iwadi? Of
2: course,
0: uh, Awadi, is that it. Richard Iwadi. 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 Um, from the IT crowd, who I think would be brilliant. I, I just think he's I just Agreed. love watching him I think he's just fantastic. And he's a bit Yeah,
1: I would he's a bit yeah, weird and very funny. It would be good if he if he didn't play exactly like he played the guy in the IT crowd though. I oh, think no, of he's kinda like of, I think he's kinda of dined out a little bit on that that yeah. slightly you personality for a while. So it'd be good to, to see him doing something different.
0: 'Cause he's he's done a couple of adverts as well in the same kind of personality, hasn't he? I yeah. can't remember what he's advertising, but yeah, there is a tendency to do that. Paul B, who tweets at Sedona Red, says, uh, with Dylan Moran as a companion, there'd be no chance of an alien getting away with a snide remark. Now, Dylan Moran would be an interesting choice for the Doctor, actually.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. a, a talk of Neil Gaiman's about him. I mean, especially in black books, you know.
0: Well, indeed. i, t- I tell you another. Uh, what was the name of the bloke who played the thick priest in Father Ted?
2: Who oh, was who was in Ardal uh, Hanlon?
0: Ardal Hanlon, who's in Death and Death and Paradise, uh, is that his name? Ardal O'Hanlon, is that his name? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think he'd be a great doctor with the Irish accent. Mm-hmm. I think
2: that'd be great. He was in the episode Gridlock with David Tennant when he played Brannigan the cat person. Of course, that's right. I.
1: I- I've I've not been convinced by him in anything else that I've seen him in, like my hero, and I've only seen I've only seen Death in Paradise occasionally, yeah. And he was better he was better in Death in Paradise, I and mean, when but I just I've seen him in other things and thought ah is he just still riffing on Father Dougal, you know, twenty years later? But you know, again, like I was saying about Richard, um, Awadie, it'd be interesting to see to see what he did and you know and if he did something different. There's a there's a
0: tweet here from Cara Denison needs tea who tweets at ruby cosmos fingers still crossed for patterson joseph someday I, yeah I, I, I quite like him did you ever see uh the new series of survivors
2: yes he was superb in that
0: yeah he really was maybe a wee bit too old now i don't know
2: so he's um, probably be about old now wouldn't he
1: that'd be okay i mean i, I just remember um there, there was a lot there was not a lot of speculation around about the time that um that David Tennant was leaving, that he might be up for it. Yes, that's right. People, I, I remember reading a blog post last, at the time. Right, he was in the final Eccleston episodes, wasn't he? He was. He was. The, the, the Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested when, when names are suggested because you you have no real You can you might have an idea from what an actor's done based on what you've seen him in before, but you know, mm-hmm. it'd be, it's always interesting to, to imagine. You know, this being the the deal breaker for their you know or the deal maker, I should say. That's probably that's a much <laughs> a much more positive way of looking at it. You know, it, the mo maybe mould breaking is what I'm thinking of. It's sometimes it's nice to speculate on an actor just doing something completely different to what they've done before. Because when when Peter Capaldi was cast, there was all the memes about and jokes about Malcolm Tucker in space. Yeah, and he definitely had that edge, and then kind of you know softened it a little as he went on. Um, it'd be interesting. These these last couple of folk that we've talked about, it'd be really interesting to see what they do, just to see if they would do it so differently from the sort of stuff that we're used to seeing them in. Who did um who did Partisan play in Survivors?
0: Greg, I think it was. He was the main character. Really, right. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. I think I, I think I saw the first one but didn't I couldn't see any more of it.
0: The first series of the new series of Survivors, you know, the reboot, uh, was not very good. It was I found it difficult right. to watch. The second series was far better. And then there wasn't a third series, which I was disappointed because it ended in a really good cliffhanger.
2: All right. Yeah, he was What's Greg it? Preston, or the the Greg Preston character from the original yeah, series. Right. Yeah, see, Greg, yeah, was, was, was Greg Preston. I can't remember second name, but I remember he was, was Greg,
0: and because I remember the original series with the the main character, and that was Greg. Yeah, yeah. same name, Greg
2: Preston. No objections to him or Richard Diwadi. I think Richard's great. I mean, you, you see him on Crystal Maze, and he's got a sort of manic energy to him. You think, yep, slightly off the wall. Yeah, yeah, He'd be doctorish, but you can see that being reined in. And, yeah, I could see that would definitely work.
1: Yeah, but it'd be nice to see him playing it, you know, playing it straight, you know, and maybe toning down the sort of comedic elements, you know, and playing it with a bit more, someone with a bit more balls than, than you know, I'm basically repeating what I said already. Don't put that bit in. <laughs> okay. The next suggestion
0: is from Wayne Burroughs, who tweets at wayne for veep He said, okay, it wouldn't work long-term, but a story with Alan Ford as a super grumpy doctor, Hartnell on steroids, would be awesome. Now, Alan Ford, you'll remember from basically, well, in my head, I would say um, every gangster movie made in the in the two uh, mm-hmm. thousands features East End gangsters. He he is an amazing actor. He would probably be better suited to actually playing William Hartnell's doctor if if David Bradley uh, was no longer available. But Alan Ford must be in his seventies by now. I would have thought I can't picture He's eight, him. I just had a look. He's eighty-two. Eighty-two. There He's we are.
2: Eighty-three in February.
0: Yeah, I'm still interested. Thank you for the suggestion, Wayne. The next one from Tim Keenan, who tweets at phantom1985im is just one of my the best off-the-wall suggestions I've had. And the more I think about it, the more I would love it. Matt Berry as the doctor.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, come <laughs> on. That would be brilliant. Tom, man, he he wouldn't, he wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to take him seriously. <laughs> you know, it would, no. I would... I, unless they made it in some ridiculously stylistic you know cock and winks to the camera sort of I don't know I find them did you watch the thing that did you watch? I think you'll, you'll have both watched um Darth Maringi's Dark Place
0: yes uh, years ago uh, yeah. yeah yeah a while ago yeah
1: yeah you remember him in that and then he yes. when he turned up in the IT crowd and basically more or less did the same sort of. I can't he's too funny He's in you know, uh, that. Like, he's re- hilarious. I would, I'd, I'd struggle to take him seriously because. You, I have you ever his voice? You know. Have you ever
0: s- Have you ever seen what we do in the shadows? No, I haven't. No. Oh, come on, guys! <laughs> Absolutely best sitcom on television at the moment. Uh, he plays a vampire living in New York with two other vampires, and it's just brilliant, just superb in that. Um, but you're right, Davy. Um, You couldn't take him seriously, and God forbid we should ever have a casting of The Doctor that we couldn't take seriously (laughs) as The Doctor. Moving on, um, Greg Campbell, who tweets at gregcam58873959. Very uh, sharp uh, Twitter handle there. He suggested
2: Michael Sheen or Richard Coyle. Michael Sheen, definitely. (laughs) Yes. Michael Sheen, 100%. I think he's got that... He's got that doctorish quality. He's not quite... He's, there's something extra about him. You you think you look at him and you think, yep, I like him. There's something quirky about him, something unusual, but he's also a bloody good actor. And you look at all the roles that he's played, you know, he's, you know, things like Kenneth Williams, Brian Clough, brilliant. I would have no... Tony, Tony Blair. Yes, Tony of Blair. course. Twice. To, three
1: times Tony Blair he's played Tony Blair. That sounds Blame like me. a
2: song. You're once, twice, you're three times Tony Blair.
1: Yep. I always think of Michael Sheen as from the first couple of things I saw him. In, he was the, he was the sort of um, the baddie essentially in Midnight in Paris, the Woody Allen movie. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, and that kind of, that kind of imprinted on me. I, I've never really liked him very much. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, as a result, you know, every time I see him, I think, oh, he's a boots. <laughs> I don't know. See, the, the interesting thing about Michael Sheen is that um, he, has, he certainly has a profile. Yeah. Um, which would be handy, yeah. you know.
0: I mean, there are some actors who are just so big that you couldn't get them to play Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, m- my preferred actor, who will be revealed towards the end of this episode, would never touch Doctor Who with a barge pole just because he's too big a name, uh, which is a shame. Uh, although he has played a small part in a, a, in a classic episode. The other r- the person mentioned in that tweet was Richard Coyle, who of course has another Doctor Who link. Uh, because he was one of the stars of *Coupling*, written by Stephen Moffat. Of course, right, right. He looks quite like Michael Sheen, and I think he is. Oh, well, I thought he was Welsh, but you know he's born and raised oh, in Sheffield. Right.
1: Yeah, I know he. I know
2: who you mean. I know who you mean. Yes, I, I'm just. I'm just thinking. Yep, he's the fact he's got good comedy timing, which obviously you need to be the doctor and dramatic presence. Then yes, absolutely.
0: tick Lauren Fox, who tweets at Lauren Fox writes has suggested uh Danny John
2: Jewels. Aha. No. Now that would be no I'm gonna say no to this one. No, why no, not? I think... I'm too old maybe, but why why not? I just I don't know, there's there's something about him that I've never quite warmed to when I see him as anything other than the cat. I didn't particularly like him in Death in Paradise, but no, I'm g I am i would not not
1: I think I he be excellent see I really do. Um there was an there was an interview not an interview, sorry, there was there was a program recently on, on Dave, which was a sort of Red Dwarf retrospective. And they had a moment when, when they had him trying on some of the suits that he first wore as the cat, like 30 years later. And the costume designer made the point that he'd never, he'd always been the same size. And I was really impressed by that as someone who recently, within the last couple of years, has had to you know increase his, the waist size of his jeans by a couple of inches. I was really impressed. Um, I think Danny, I saw I remember seeing a tweet actually and thinking, yeah, that would be really good. It's again like we sort of said before about actors, performers, even who not always come from a straight dramatic background, kind of showing what they're made of. I quite liked him in in, um, in Death and Paradise, and he has he's very as a, even just even Goddardson's sounds dub sounds even just as a body type, he's very different to a lot of the other doctors, and I think he, he could bring a sort of you know an almost predatory sort of feline sort of presence to it. You I can imagine him being really quite quite brooding if the, if the writing suited them. that's interesting
0: well let's go on to another suggestion because this is an unusual one from uh, from chris Voeb, uh, who is a, a well-known uh, doctor who fan on 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 the social media he suggested alexander
2: Sidig. do we know who alexander sadig yes, is alexander sadig alexander Sidig from deep space nine yeah maybe known as sadig al-fadil Yes, he is fantastic. I really like him. I think he was uh, one of my favourite characters in DS9. He's quite quite quiet in many ways, but he's done a few big finishes and he's got a certain authority to him as well. The fact that he's got that gravitas now that he's had obviously a longer career because he was pretty much at the start of his career in DS9. Yes, great idea. Love him.
1: And he'd he'd be he'd be used to the experience of working on a, a big TV sci-fi juggernaut and all the baggage that comes with that.
0: And just looking at his photograph, I mean, I think he, you're right, he would be good. But looking at his photograph, he reminds me of another actor who, who may actually rival, now that I think of it, he may rival my previous favoured actor to play the role. I'm re-watching Battlestar Galactica just now with, with my, one of my sons. Right. And James Callis, who plays Dr. Gaius Balta, is fantastic in that, and would be a perfect doctor. Have you ever seen Bad Star, Um is, Are you
1: talking about the original series? Uh-huh. Or the, no, the, the, well, of course the I'm not version.
0: talking about the original series. I'm talking well, about
1: well, the... of course. Well, of course, I've only seen the original series.
0: Well, the new <laughs> version, which had, like ended in 2004 or something, um, well, no, maybe 2010 uh-huh. now. But then, is just superb. But the the guy who plays Baltar, James James Callis, is just brilliant. He was also in the Br- Bridget Jones uh, movies as uh, as Bridget's gay friend. But he is just brilliant. He would be superb. So yes. Anyway,
2: Alfred Enoch. Do we know who Alfred Enoch is? We yes. certainly do. Fantastic choice. The son of William Russell. What's he been in? Well, he's mainly been in the Harry Potter films uh, as uh, oh Dean Thomas. Movie. Thomas, but of course he was more recently, um, he was in a BBC drama that he played uh, somebody with a post-traumatic stress after a war, and I cannot remember the name of it for life for me, Uh, but he was very good in that, Um, quite an awful lot of emotional stuff to work with in that, he was um, very, very good, I I think think he'd be great, I think he's um, got a lot of depth and a lot of presence to him as well. Very good,
0: okay. Esteban Lee who tweets at Esteban Lee too suggests this is brilliant Christopher Walken can you imagine that'd be fantastic people would watch it wouldn't they absolutely and Sharon Strange who tweets at Shaz
2: Strange Peter Kay about time some humor was brought back that's be, that would be interesting. I don't think he'd do it, but I think that would be great fun, and it would get the public interested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The
1: doctor would. The doctor would spend the whole time sort of pretending to flick V signs at Davros, or asking his companions if they remembered Chewits, <laughs> <laughs> and making jokes with galley bread. It
0: could work. You never know. Um, Dal- Dalek bread. He'd say, <laughs> um, oh "Angela." Who tweets at Angela UK nineteen hundred? And this happens to be one of my favourite actors, and it's who I want to succeed uh, Daniel Craig as James Bond. She has said Dan Stevens for the ah. Doctor and Amelia Clark for his companion.
1: That's quite a Amelia
0: Clark. I'll take Amelia Clark if you don't want her, I'll have
1: her. Simmer, simmer, steady on, boy. <laughs>
0: Come on, calm, calm down, mate. It's too early the new year for all that nonsense. What do we think of Dan Stevens?
1: I think we need to put some bromide in Kenny's tea. Dan Stevens would be really good. Now, he was, was it um, Downton Abbey he was in? Yes, he was. And I've, I've seen him in a few movies. Um, he was obviously in Beauty and the Beast, and it was an excellent movie called, oh, with the, the girl from It Follows the Guest, I think it was called. Um, right. He's really good. He's uh, he, I've seen some speculation about him, actually, as James Bond, that I've seen some speculation on him replacing Chris Evans as Captain America, because he has, he has a similar ah, look. Right. I think you're right, Tom. He'd be a brilliant James Bond. He has that, that, that piercing sort of quality to his, to his eyes. As Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, I think casting him and Amelia Clark would probably work very well because they're both good looking. They're both very, you know, they both have a profile, they're both well known. Um, certainly attracts an, an interesting audience. I mean, you could um, And they're both good. Yeah. But the problem um, with
0: the problem with that actual pairing is that if you put a young, good looking doctor and a young, good looking companion inevitably you're going to have to write stories about either a will they won't they situation or a love story or there'll be press speculation. Yeah. I think it works far better when you know there's no chance of a relationship between
1: the two. I agree, with, I agree with you absolutely on that, definitely. And I think it would be interesting if they, they had the nerve to actually write it and play it in such a way. Yeah. You know, it I would It would be really interesting. Um, Dan Stevens. I, I don't really think I've ever thought about him as Doctor Who. Yeah, that's, that's a good How,
0: and I, well, I, I'm, I'm, I doubt if he's he's one of one of these actors again who's so big. I don't think he would be uh, uh, in, in the in the in the market for it. Elliot Kane, who uh, tweets as Elliot Kane, has says, "I think Nathan Fillon would make a great doctor. He's not just someone with huge SF experience, but he's also a fan, which I think would help." Now, there's a case for that, isn't there? I mean, what do we think about the
1: idea of an American playing the doctor?
2: I've got no problem if it's the best person for the job. Yeah. then Yeah, absolutely. If he's the best man for it, then go for it. Dave,
1: the, the most important thing I've always said about whoever plays the doctor is, are they a good enough actor? I think that's all that really matters.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I know I've said before I don't care who replaces who becomes a doctor as long as he's a good actor. Uh, but Nathan Fillion is is uh, is brilliant. I love uh, I love him. I loved him in Buffy. In the last season of Buffy, he played a psychopathic preacher who was just brilliant. Uh,
1: oh, that's right. So he did. Yeah, completely forgot about that. He, ah, took, out, yeah. he took out
0: Xander's eye with his yeah, forehead. Of course. Um, and obviously, in, in Firefly, which was the, the worst decision ever taken by a network to, to stop making a series after 14 episodes, just awful, because I loved Firefly. Just wonderful. I think he'd be great. He was also in Modern Family for a few episodes when he started dating the older daughter of, of uh, and Phil's. Um So I think he'd be great. Right, next one. Richard, who tweets at 00RBZ, might be double O, but I think, it's two, I think it's two zeros RBZ. Josh Dillon as the doctor with Natalie Emmanuel as the companion. What do we know about Josh Dillon? I have no idea. He was, in, he was in Mamma Mia, but that shouldn't necessarily go against him. I mean, he, he might still actually be a decent actor despite having appeared in that.
1: Is he not a comedian?
0: It
1: sounds like the name of a comedian, doesn't
0: it? No, there, I think you're thinking of a different Josh. No, this guy's not a comedian, he's just an actor. I'm looking at his IMDb page. Actor and producer known for Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Allied, and The End of the Effing World 2017. Yes, I know who
2: he is. He- he was the young, Bill, the young film, the young Swedish chap. He looks the part, but I
0: don't know enough of his of his acting chops to to make a judgment. And what do we think about Natalie Emmanuel as the companion? Must have had to look her up there, but she is very well known
1: now. I've never heard of her. That's terrible.
2: Get oh, Kenny right has. Yeah, I've um, I actually knew her her very first TV work as when I watched Hollyoaks. She joined the cast as Sasha Valentine. And she had some pretty interesting stuff going on, including experimenting with drugs and became a heroin addiction and prostitute. And she got a hell of a lot of stuff for a young actress. And she was really, really good with all that. She was brilliant, in fact. And then, of course, she shows up years later in Game of Thrones as Daenerys' right-hand woman. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was good in that. The and she was great. And, and her death scene in that, spoilers, is, mm-hmm. whoa, horrific. Really, really I, good.
0: I would love to see her actually, in, in Doctor I think she'd be great. Right. The next suggestion is from Scott Action by Havoc. That's how he tweets. <laughs> um, Alexander Vlahos. Oh now, nice.
2: I checked out this guy. I think he was in. He was in Versailles. Is that correct? He was indeed. And Which I haven't seen. In, and he was in Maryland as well as Mordred.
1: Right. See the boy that plays. See the lad that plays um, Dorian Gray for Big Finish.
2: That's exactly who he is. He oh, he is, looks like a Doreen Gray. Yeah. yeah, he's very, very good. He's, um, he plays light brilliantly. He plays dark really, really well. Um, and he's a very, very, I've, I've interviewed him a few times for Vortex. He is a smashing chap, and I would have no qualms whatsoever in saying, yeah, give him the job, because obviously, because I've interviewed him in the past, so he might chat to me again. But yeah, you know, I think would be- he'd be a great, a great choice.
1: It would probably mean that when he left, he'd be much more inclined towards doing Doctor Who for Big yeah, Fish, that's, but right. <laughs> that, that's always good.
0: <laughs> I've got two more uh, tweeted suggestions from listeners. Uh, the second last one suggests Sasha Dawan. Is that how you pronounce it? He plays a Doctor? Dawan, I think Blaster. it is. Dawan. Sasha Dawan. Um, and this is a, a suggestion by Jack Everett, who tweets at Jack underscore the underscore ace. Uh, he says, Sasha Dwan sadly ruined by his casting as the master. I don't think that's necessarily true. It reminds me of my old, uh, much repeated anecdote of drunkenly telling John Sim that he should, he should play the <laughs> doctor next. I can't, I'm the master. I said, ah, oh, they can do anything in science fiction. You're my best mate, I love you. <laughs> um, he also suggests uh, Patterson, Joseph and Bertie Carvel, Bertie Carvel.
2: Uh, who was in Jonathan Strange and Mr Norrell? Um, yeah, wasn't he in um, one of those? Was he in the thing Doctor Foster as well? I never saw that. I know he
0: played Nick Clegg in uh, dramatisation of uh, the the forming of the coalition in twenty ten. That should go against him, I expect.
2: <laughs> yes, he was. He was in Doctor. I've just, i have just do a quick check. He was in Doctor Foster. He's great. He's really good. Good presence. Does a really good line in dark as well, and quite ruthless and cold, and I think that'd be quite interesting to you know, see that he can do that. There was, actually
0: I said that was the second last one, there was another one, and now I can't find it, someone had had uh, written on Twitter about Anthony Stewart Head, who is such an obvious choice for the role. He's maybe once yep. again a wee bit too old now, but there was a time where he would have just been fantastic I think he still would be. I think think he'd be a wonderful And his
2: daughter could play the companion. Who's his daughter? She's in The Inbetweeners. Right. She's she's very funny in that.
0: Well, no, that that could never happen because that would be expecting the BBC to indulge in nepotism. And that obviously would... The very idea. The very idea just would... uh, such a, an appalling thing to suggest. I, I've, I've gone an ant- to the same meeting, the same event where I drunkenly told uh, John Sim that he was a best friend that we should go and hold it together. Uh, was I, I met uh, Anthony Stewart Head at the same thing? And being a huge Buffy fan as well as a Doctor Who fan, I, I, I cornered him, uh, and and he pleaded with his eyes for me to let him go, and uh, it turned out. I was a minister at the time. Part of his responsibilities was was trams, and it, that turned out to be really impressive to him because he's a huge tram enthusiast. He just talk, talked to me for ages about the Dublin tram, which Didn't even know Dublin had trams, but anyway. Um, so that was that was I was like, I think that was before my drunken uh, encounter with with Johnson. At least I hope it was. You can
1: never tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, I, and I have
1: visions of you and. You and him, um, John Simmon, sort of day glow shorts on a beach <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. And John Sim looking a bit scared.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Right, and the last suggestion we've got on Twitter, the most recent one anyway, and this is the best one suggestion ever made on Twitter. Harry H Corbett as the Doctor, <laughs> with Wilfred Bramble as the sole companion. <laughs> Can we get someone to do a kind of uh, spaced-up version of the
1: Steptoe and Son theme? Well, yeah. I mean, they've already made it. He was oh, had right? to, to make some. Try, they tried to make some money running a rack and bone business.
2: <laughs> that's, that's seventy-six Totters Lane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ah, there we are.
0: Yeah. Okay, so there's some very good suggestions on on all of that. Some I'd never heard of. Some that are kind of obvious when you look at them, and some are a bit uh, left field, but nevertheless could be considered. I'm sure. So uh, I want to bring this to a close by asking you both for another personal suggestion, and I will make my own favoured suggestion. Okay, uh, D- Davy, do you have any
1: other? Yes. Differences? Um. Well, a, a couple of ideas. No, I, admit, I love the idea of someone like I love the idea of Peter Davison doing it again, playing a different incarnation. Really, with no ref- would that, would yeah, that work, with no reference to to you know without you know not even not even a reprise of the the cricket guy, but playing something you know playing a different doctor. I love the idea of someone like someone coming back and having another shot. You know, the same face but older, but doing it differently. Um, obviously, I have to mention Dave Morrissey. It'd be great to see him do it properly. Yeah, um, but my. My, my out of actors who are sort of active and, um you know, contemporary, Eddie Marzan mm. has long been long been my sort of, aside from, you know, Paul Jones is probably, as we've established, maybe a little too old. Eddie Marzan has been, has been my, my choice, my wish for a long time. I think he'd be wonderful.
2: I think he would be, he'd be, he'd be first class. Um, Kenny, I've got uh, I another couple of choices, but I'll just, I'll limit it to one. Um, I'm going to say Adil Ray, who um, you probably know him from Citizen Can, which I absolutely hate. But I think he's very funny in it. And he's also in Ackley Bridge. I think he's fantastic there. Really, really good. And occasionally he'll turn up on GMTV or whatever it's called this week and present. And I've seen him absolutely shred the scum of the world uh, with his questioning. So I, I find he's very charismatic. I think he's a good performer big personality, and I think he would be a very, very good
0: choice. Yes, when you're talking about Citizens Can, Citizen Can, I remember that started off as uh, a character from Rhys, Rhys Thomas's show, Bellamy's People. And Rhys Thomas, I think, would be a, an excellent doctor. He's also, a, as I've mentioned in this podcast before, he's also personally a, a Doctor Who fan. Um, but a comedy actor, I think he'd be, he'd be terrific. Uh, but no, that's not who I was actually going to come up with. My and this this suggestion for the person to play the doctor is so good that it trumps everyone's suggestions. Right? Oh, aye. It is right. the best suggestion, and okay. that I would even go so far as to put that on Twitter with a hashtag saying "fact,"
1: <laughs> because when
0: you do that on Twitter, it becomes a fact, and you can't yes. argue against it. Yep, Johnny Lee Miller. Oh. Yes, hashtag if fact. If you've ever watched Elementary, Second. and, and there, there are also, there are so many uh, parallels and comparisons between Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Who over the years, that anyone who plays Sherlock, including your man, Benedict Cumberbatch, he was automatically speculated about as as the Doctor, not just because the Stephen Moffat link, but because... Sherlock always lends itself to a, a portrayal of the Doctor and if you look at Elementary uh, John Lee Miller is just perfect as as Holmes and you, every scene he, he just dominates it and every scene that I, every, every episode I've seen I've, I've said the same thing to Carolyn which is he'd be a fantastic Doctor but sadly probably out of the price range of the BBC at this point
1: Is Elementary still going?
2: No it's finished it finished right. after its 7th season right. Worth, right. worth watching though mm-hmm. That's a good shout. I cannot disagree. And of course, as I think we mentioned, in fact, maybe it was just my we amongst ourselves. He does have Doctor Who form having been a child in Kimda. Yes, indeed. Uh, I must watch that again just to try and
1: catch him. It's going to be interesting finding out who they do cast.
0: Interesting is a
2: very unusual word to use in that context, isn't it? <laughs> well, we'll Chris Chibnall staying, so it'll be interesting to see what line he goes down next. Chris Chibnall staying, is he? Oh, good.
0: <laughs> Less said about that, the better. This has been the power of three. Wishing you all a happy new year. So
1: it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me, everyone. Thanks for listening. Check out the Off Two podcast if you can.
2: And from me and the restraining order from John Sim towards Mr. Tom Harris, it's
1: goodbye.
2: <laughs> Strange to ch- ch- change
1: Don't wanna be a richer man.